What's up, people of the 425? Luca here. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm with Jack and Sarah. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good, thanks. Great, happy to be here. And this episode is sponsored by McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba! I'm loving it. Okay, now moving on to the short story segment. This week, we read the short story, Sonny's Blues by James Baldwin. Um, The story is mainly about the themes in Sonny's life that are the music and suffering and how the blues that he plays uh, came from the physical and emotional pain that he suffered over the years as like an orphan and like drug addict in a poor like African-American neighborhood in Harlem. Uh, And without this pain, Sonny would have like no material for his music and he wouldn't be able to play it as soulfully as he does. How does the author analyze the choice to narrate from Sonny's brother's perspective? I think by having Sonny's brother narrate his story forces you to pick a perspective of like whether you feel bad for Sonny or his brother. And a quote from the short story says, Now these are Sonny's blues. He made the little black man on the drums know it and, and bright brown man on the horn. By Sonny's brother telling the story, it reveals how we don't always understand other people and we can't justify judge them fully without understanding their decision and why they chose to act a certain way and judge their coping mechanisms. I was thinking around the same thing because like the main purpose for the reader to be seeing through Sonny's brother instead of Sonny is be- is because of the common belief that your sibling knows you more than yourself and you kind of saw it from a new perspective. Sonny's brother saw him change over time and you got to see that with him. There was a flashback stating here I was in Sonny's world and it was kind of when he was just starting to succeed in his musical blues career and showed how others saw Sonny along with how much he had accomplished at that time compared to what his brother was used to seeing. And I think that was like a good way to see Sonny's brother. Yeah, I said something similar to that. I said that the author chose to narrate from the brother's perspective to give another like viewpoint on the story because at points, Sonny could have thought that he has a great life and that he's very successful, but his brother wouldn't agree with that. Um, and by the end of the story, uh, I even said the quote that like, now I've heard it all, because his brother is kind of thrown back at the way that his brother was playing with other people and like mixing with others and just like on and off of each other. So this kind of like blew him away that like he didn't expect it, but that's like how he thought of his brother. What is the tone of the story and how does it impact the narrative? Um, well, the short story had a very ambivalent tone with the narrator never really figuring out Sonny until the very end of the short story. Like, cause throughout the story, Sonny's brother had gone through different feelings about Sonny and finally felt like he understood at the very end with the quote, there was a lot of applause and a lot of some of it was real and it kind of showed like even though like sometimes the applause that you're getting is going to be fake a lot of people like truly appreciated Sonny and Sonny's brother finally understood what Sonny wanted in life and what his goal was and that he had finally reached that goal I agree with that but I also think that there's a part of the story is like a sorrowful tone because you feel bad for the narrator and how he has to kind of protect his brother and so, like, it changes your perspective on, like, the whole story. And so a quote I pulled was, I was introduced to all of them, and they were very polite to me. And then, yet it was clear that for me, I was in Sonny's world, or rather, his kingdom. 
Here it was not even a question that his veins bore royal blood. So it like shows the narrator's perspective change when he realized this like was Sonny's way of being in control of his life when he was free to play the music he wanted. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought the story had like a very sorrowful tone, but it also at the same time, which is different, is that it had a very fulfilling tone. It started off as a very like sorrowful story because it talks about how he's supposed to be taking care of his brother, but he couldn't because his daughter died. And it talks about like his dad's brother dying as well. So it's like very sad and how like they shouldn't have died anyway. Um, but then by the end, the tone changes because he thinks that his brother is like pretty much a failure the whole time. But it changes in the end when he comes to his like blues concert and he actually hears him play for the first time when he's kind of like thrown off and is like happy to hear his brother doing well yeah and you saw how like everyone appreciated him yeah yeah how did you guys analyze the motifs of light and darkness within the text I said that the motifs of light and darkness show that no matter what you do and how you change your life, there will always be, like, the darkness in the light. And I said, I had a feeling that they, nevertheless, were being most careful not to step into the light, into the circle of light, too suddenly. Then, while I watched, one of them, the small black man, moved into the light. So, this just shows at some point, like, you're afraid of certain things because of, like, the darkness in the light. But when you go out and do them, they don't seem as scary as they actually are. Well, I think throughout the story, light and darkness have been compared to many things. One of those being like triumph within suffering. With the short story wrapping up uh, with a quote saying, There isn't any other tale to tell. It's the only light we got in all this darkness. And like weakness in the story would be the death, drugs, and overall atmosphere that the narrator and his brother were put into. And it was kind of shown through like those, that blues music. Yeah, I somewhat agree with that. I said that, like, the darkness, uh, like, represents the bad of where they live and kind of how, like, even now they're oppressed in a way. And even, like, as a quote, um, it says that they, like, all they really knew were two darknesses, the darkness of their lives. And that's kind of talking about how, like, living in Harlem, just, like, using like heroin and like hard drugs are just like a thing of life there and that like they didn't see themselves like getting a way out and so like talks about like his friend like jumping off a bridge at some point and how like people are very like unoptimistic about like getting out of harlem and actually having successful lives um so it talks a lot about like how darkness kind of surrounds them but then it talks more about light, light in the end and how they can see the light at the end of the tunnel when like Sonny's playing music and stuff and how someday they can actually move out and like do what they want to do with their life. Okay, well, like I feel that Sonny's brother got pretty much out of like the Harlem stereotype and like all the drugs and he was like, a rather successful person for coming out of Harlem because he became like a math teacher and became successful. And where, while Sonny just kind of like felt of like the stereotypical uh, like person in Harlem where he went to blues and he went to drugs and that was kind of like the thing to do then. So I feel like it was half and half, like Sonny's brother was like the light 
and that's why they got so like split apart because they're doing such different things and I think if Sonny like tried to get attached to his brother he would become more successful but I also feel like if Sonny's brother tried to be with like Sonny I feel like he would have partially gone to drugs like Sonny had done and but it he didn't until he was successful so it never happened yeah that kind of relates back to the thing where like his mom told him to like take take care of Sonny and he really didn't and that like brought him down because like in a way he's successful for like becoming a math teacher and getting out of Harlem but his brother didn't and so that kind of brought him into darkness because he just never followed through on what his mom told him to do Now on to the creative segment of the episode. What are your guys' thoughts on Peter keeping Victoria over Kelsey? I hated it. It didn't make any sense. I think Peter just has a crush on Victoria because she's cute, and that's literally the only reason. Kelsey told him that she loved him, and Victoria yelled at him that night. So, like, his priorities are just crazy to me. I think it was a stupid decision because, like, now, like, we can totally see that, like, Victoria is manipulative and, like, she didn't even get to go, like, he didn't meet his, her parents because, like, she, like, literally threw a fit. Mm-hmm. And it also has come out that she is a homewrecker and has slept with, like, four of her, like, best friends' husbands and, like, ruined their marriage. So, like, we don't really like Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Peter's just just like you just made dumb decisions the whole season like i don't know this season just like wasn't very good overall because i feel like there was just way too much drama and like it wasn't what like i feel like the like stereotype of like bachelor supposed to be about like it's i think he just made a dumb decision picking victoria yeah it was a big disappointment and of course we're gonna come back to watch next season but if it can't top that oh my god yeah That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for tuning in. And this is our last episode. So I'm glad if you listen to us at least once. Um, thank you for being here, Jack and Sarah. Thanks. I love being here. See ya.